Hello and a very Merry Christmas to you. I'm Jim Kirkland and this is GPS, God, People, Stories. It is part two of our best of 2019 review. Thank you for giving some time to listen to this. Uh, Our co-host, Phil Fleischman, is enjoying some well-deserved time away this Christmas week. I am delighted to be here as we take a look back, or I guess I should say as we take a listen back, at some of the incredible stories that give evidence to how God has worked through people's lives. That's what GPS is all about. And on this episode, you're going to hear from a convicted murderer who came to Jesus in his prison cell. Nothing will ever, ever even come close to the experience of freedom that I felt that very moment. We'll also hear from a former Disney Studios animator who worked on films you know very well, very iconic ones like the Lion King, for instance. And I realized that every kid know the Lion King, but not every kid know the King of Kings. Musician Laura Story will share about what God has taught her in life's toughest times. My first thought was, God, this looks so different than what I expected. But my second thought was, and it hasn't all been bad. And you're going to hear from another singer too, Danny Goki. Dude, I was in a really dark place because I really felt abandoned by God, because what happened to all the prayers that I prayed? That's all coming up on this special edition of GPS. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, which serves as a reminder that you will hear from Billy Graham with an encouraging Christmas message. With the coming of God in the flesh, hope sprang in the heart of man and led by angelic beings. The whole world took up the refrain, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. God in the flesh, what does that mean? You can learn more at findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. And also in the show notes for GPS, there's a link to findpeacewithgod.net. GPS. God. People. Stories. So I was born in, uh, in El Salvador in 1972. I was brought here when I was two years old, um, to Los Angeles with my parents. Casey Diaz's dad was a drug dealer who beat Casey's mom regularly. So he witnessed a lot of violence inside his home starting at a very young age. Then when he was eight, he witnessed a different kind of violence on the street. I'm doing my routine of hanging out on the fire escape and uh, I see a man just park his car and he gets out of his car. And then there's three guys uh, coming up on this alley. They're conversating and there's some chuckles in between them. And this guy who gets out of the car walks right up to him and uh, puts a bullet in each one of them in order. Then he goes back to the first guy, shoots him again, reloads, and then finishes him off. Uh, So he executes all three of them. And he has no awareness that I'm up on the fire escape there just watching the whole thing. What Casey saw didn't scare him away from violence. In fact, by the time he was 11, Casey was involved with a gang. And by the time he reached teenagehood... He had a reputation for brutality. In the 80s, you had a lot of uh, drive-by shootings. That was like the beginning of drive-by shootings. And I just didn't like drive-by shootings. I, I thought they were uh, not personal enough. Um, you know, I thought, you know, just anybody could get in the car and shoot from a window. For me, it was uh, capturing somebody, uh, a rival gang member with my hands, and then uh, and stabbing them. And so that's what gave me a lot of fame in the streets of Los Angeles is that I'd go into an enemy, an enemy's territory, get off the car, you know, chase them down and have my way with them. When Casey was 16, he shot and killed a rival gang member. 
He was convicted of second-degree murder and 52 counts of armed robbery. He was sentenced to 12 years in prison. Casey became a notorious gang leader inside of prison, which landed him in solitary confinement. While he was there, a woman who was holding Bible studies in the prison told Casey she was going to be praying for him. She said something very colorful. You know, I'm, I'm going to put you on, on my hit list, on, on my prayer hit list. And Jesus is going to use you. And I thought, this lady's nuts. You know, this lady has lost her marbles, man. Like, what are you talking about? And who's this Jesus that you're talking about? Like, like what? More than a year after that conversation, Casey met the Jesus that woman had been talking about. It was a supernatural encounter with Christ in his prison cell. And it's when Casey surrendered his life to Christ. And I remember just on my knees in there for, I don't know how long, weeping and and telling God for the very first time, being very honest with him and saying, you know, um, I'm sorry for stabbing this guy and I'm sorry for stabbing that guy. And, And it went on for hours, man, just, just, I'm sorry for tying these people up. I'm ty- uh, I'm sorry for setting that house on fire. You know, I, I mean, it was just raw. And the peace that was in this cell, nothing will ever, ever even come close to the experience of freedom that I felt that very moment on my knees in that cell. Casey was released from prison about two years early, but not before he had led or seen 200 inmates give their lives to Christ. Today, Casey is a pastor, husband, and a father, a long way from his violent younger years in L.A. Near Los Angeles is Hollywood, of course, and that brings us to the story of Davy Lou. He moved to the United States from another country as well, and also faced struggles growing up. Davy and his family moved from Taiwan to Orlando, Florida, when he was 13. His challenges didn't involve violence, but rather expectations he felt he couldn't meet. Boy, it was tough growing up in Taiwan because every Chinese kid was striving to make straight A's and all the parents expecting their kids to like have this perfect grade point average, right? And uh, boy, I was just a straight F kid in a straight A world. Davey soon realized that his passion was art, not academics. Maybe I'm not very good at school. God didn't give me a gift to make straight A's, but God gave me a gift to draw straight lines. So Davey ended up going to an art school to hone his craft. During his junior year of college, Davey had a near-death experience while surfing in Florida. He decided to commit then his life to Jesus, and he also decided to pursue a career at a very iconic place. There's a company, Walt Disney, came to our school, and they were recruiting, and they were looking for a portfolio that kids can draw really well, and they were only looking for eight kids out of the whole country. And I tried it, and I failed on a fourth time on my fourth year. I finally got into Disney. That's when my art school really started to begin in that beautiful, animated world. After the internships, uh, Disney offered me a full salary to uh, work at Disney. And my first picture was uh, Beauty and the Beast, and then Aladdin, and then The Lion King, and Mulan, and so on. It was an incredible job. Davey loved his work. He was making six figures a year but still felt empty on the inside. And I realized God's value of success and my value of success, it was so far-fetched. And I realized I needed to adjust, but inside my heart and my soul, I was still broken. And I realized that every kid know the Lion King, but not every kid know the King of Kings. 
Davy started picturing a future where he could use art to tell kids about Jesus Christ. So in the mid-2000s, he stepped down from his dream job at Disney. Davy started a media company called Kendu Films that shares the gospel through the perspective of animals. When I use animal as an allegory, you got to really understand children's psychology and children can engage visually. Children doesn't understand in words. They learn in pictures, in visual and audios. And if we can make the Bible become, bring it to life to multiple dimension for children's, they might engage a beautiful visual presentation of the gospel. And what Can Do Films strive to do is really create and hope that this film someday will be a light of the world for every family, every child that will go to the theater, will be in their smart device, that the device that they were able to experience the power of Word of God. While Davy Liu uses his gift of art to tell people about Jesus, this next GPS guest from the past year uses her gift of music. She's Laura Story. One of her most popular songs, Blessings, is about how trials we face in life could actually be unexpected blessings from God. What was supposed to be a five-day recovery in the hospital ended up him being at Emory University Hospital, downtown Atlanta, for three months. Laura is talking about what happened after her husband, Martin, was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Not only was it, you know, a hard time and very different than what we expected those first couple of years of marriage to look like, it was also really hard on us spiritually because we had grown up in the church and we always believed that God was good and that His promises were true and that He's a healer and He has a great plan for our lives. And then all of a sudden, things seem to be falling apart. And we as, you know, still mid-20s newlyweds, we're saying, okay, God, we had this great plan for what we thought our lives would look like. And we were, on some level, I think I was saying, we were okay with the detour. And we had enough faith to say, okay, he has a brain tumor, we're going to get it removed, and then we're going to get back on track. The problem was is what we thought was a detour ended up being the road. And that was really tough. Martin survived the rough road of recovery. But in the years that followed, the story's life didn't really go back to being normal. If you ask him what he had for breakfast this morning, he could not tell you. And it doesn't matter how much he tried, he will never be able to tell you. It's like that part of his brain doesn't even exist anymore. So he has a tough time remembering names. Like if, if we were sitting together in a restaurant Martin gets up to go to the bathroom, comes back out, has no idea where his table is because that's all short-term memory. Martin and Laura's marriage was struggling. They were fighting and annoyed all the time with each other until their pastor pointed out that Martin's medical issues weren't the biggest problem in their relationship. The problem was sin. That was one of the keys to, I think, us beginning to see with our situation with spiritual eyes. The tumor can either be a source of frustration in our marriage or it could be a means of grace where we really learn how to love each other better and learn how to depend on God more. After she discovered that truth, Laura wrote the song Blessings. I was driving down I-20 near Birmingham, Alabama, and it was about maybe four or five years after Martin's brain tumor, um, after the surgery and I was driving, and he was asleep in the passenger seat, 
And I just was kind of reflecting in the, st- it was like midnight. So I was reflecting kind of in the stillness and the quiet. And my first thought was, God, this looks so different than what I expected. But my second thought was, and it hasn't all been bad. Only God can bring good things out of terrible situations. That's something singer Danny Gokey has also experienced. Dude, I was in a really dark place because I really felt abandoned by God because what happened to all the prayers that I prayed? What Danny Gokey had been praying for was his wife, Sophia, to be healed. She had a heart condition that required routine surgery every few years. In 2008, during one of those routine surgeries that was at least supposed to be routine, Sophia died. When she passed away, I tr- it's like, almost like I tried keeping the faith, but it's like the floor fell out beneath me. And I really was struggling with uh, abandonment issues and trying to control that and needing signs from God just and, and feeling like God wasn't answering threw me into deeper depressions. In spite of his grief, Danny tried out for the TV show American Idol. It was one of his late wife's favorite shows. And before Sophia died, he promised her that he'd give it a shot. Danny is a talented singer, and he sailed past the initial audition to the Hollywood phase of the competition. But his depression got worse, and Danny didn't really want to be on the show at all until he experienced a breakthrough in December of 2008. Even though I was upset at God and angry at him, like I still sought him because I needed him. You know, there's really two ways to look at a situation. God gave me the opportunity to be Sophia's husband for the years I was. That was a gift. I didn't deserve it. This is when I had the revelation with God. Thank God for his goodness. He doesn't treat us as we deserve. This is grace. But when I switched over perspective and wow, thank you that she was my wife. And thank you that my best days are still ahead of me. Thank you that she's in heaven with you because of you, Jesus, you paid the price. And yeah, I miss her, but I'm going to reunite with her again. And you're going to wipe away every tear, not just in heaven, but you're going to restore me and you're going to use this for your glory. And that was the big shift in my, in my heart. Because when I went on the show, I was a different person. Danny was really very successful on American Idol. He finished in third place. The show helped launch his career. And today, he's all about evangelism through his gift of music. I really believe it's this mix of music and this movement of, you know, letting your light so shine before men that they see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. I've always had this passion. It's a God passion that he put in me to reach the world. You know, I wanted to reach the world through music. This is what Jesus said, going to all the world, preach and teach the gospel. My method is using music and letting our light shine through, you know, helping people and writing songs that bring hope to people. Danny Gokey has hope because of his relationship with Jesus Christ. And the same can be said for Laura's story and Davy Lou and Casey Diaz. Wherever life finds you this Christmas, hope is available to you too. It begins when you surrender yourself to Jesus Christ. We can tell you more about that at findpeacewithgod.net. Think about the words in that address. Find peace with God. 
You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Today, our imaginations go back 2,000 years to that first Christmas when the world experienced three phenomena. Billy Graham. First, there was the star. There were many stars in the sky, but none like this. This one shone with the aura and brilliance of another world. It was as though God had taken a lamp from the ceiling of heaven and hung it in the dark sky on a troubled world. Second, there was a new song in the air. A world which had lost its song learned to sing again. With the coming of God in the flesh, hope sprang in the heart of man and led by angelic beings, the whole world took up the refrain, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. And thirdly, there was good news. The good news that at last a savior had come to save men from sin. His name shall be called Jesus and he shall save his people from their sins. He was the central theme of that first Christmas, and Jesus Christ is more alive than ever before. He is alive to conquer despair, to impart hope, to forgive sins, and to take away our loneliness and reconcile us to God. Accept Jesus Christ this Christmas. Give him the gift he most wants, your heart. This is his birthday. Let us give him a gift worthy of his love. There is more to learn about God's love at findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. And if you'd like to hear more messages from Billy Graham and more episodes of GPS, you can find that at billygrahamradio.org. GPS is also available on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, really wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Jim Kirkland. On behalf of all of us here at GPS, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Happy New Decade, too, for that matter. Thanks for listening in 2019. And we are already preparing and and very eager to share with you more stories of God's incredible work in people's lives in 2020. May God bless you. GPS, God, People, Stories, is an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. (laughs) 